Our fourth reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 13 through 23. When the wise men had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in place of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets. He will be called a Nazarene. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So the holidays have come to a close, and here we are gathered on the first day of a brand new year. As we pack up the decorations, reminisce about the holiday, and return to normal in the wintry grayness of January, can feel a little bit gloomy. But on another level, the shift from busy holiday celebrations to ordinary routines also offers a palpable sense of relief, at least for me, Meal planning, hosting, traveling, shopping are very exhausting. And perhaps those empty days on the calendar are a welcome change, inviting us to rest, reflect, and recover from all the excitement, returning to rhythms of habit and predictability. After hosting wise men from the East, Mary and Joseph perhaps felt something similar. Can you imagine the scramble that ensued when these travelers appeared unannounced on their doorstep having journeyed so far just to see their child. Opening their home to such great men of knowledge and wealth must have felt overwhelming to the modest carpenter and his wife. The gifts, the worship, and the faith it took for them to find their child was unimaginable. So when that surreal visit ended and the wise men loaded their camels to return home, Mary and Joseph were likely ready to rest and ponder the events surrounding their child. Surely, they expected to find some relief in their regular life. But as is often the case, life seldom goes the way we expect. No sooner had Mary and Joseph hit the pillow, ready for some much-needed rest, than an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. 
And this angel commands him to get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Now, this was not the first time Joseph encountered an angel in a dream. When he learned that Mary was pregnant, his righteous obedience to the law compelled him to end their engagement. But his compassion for Mary motivated him to do so quietly because the punishment was severe for women accused of adultery. The angel, however, revealed to Joseph that Mary's pregnancy was of the spirit and that her child would save God's people from their sins. So with this new information, Joseph was encouraged by that angel to take Mary as his wife and to claim Jesus as his own. The instructions would be costly to Joseph, particularly his reputation, and the second angelic vision or visitation required no less as he was called to abandon their home and flee a violent, wicked king to hide in Egypt. Now, Joseph could have woken up from either of these dreams, dismissed them as fantasy or that he ate something funny the night before, just rolled over and gone back to sleep. He could have been frightened by the visions and abandoned the vulnerable woman and child, or he could have grown angry at the sacrifices and dangers he risked for the sake of a woman bearing a child that was not his. But God knew the righteous heart of Joseph. Just as Mary was chosen to bear Christ, Joseph was chosen to be the compassionate, protective, adoptive father to a child who would one day be the compassionate, protective, adoptive brother to all believers. Joseph responded not with fear or trepidation, but with obedient action. He took Mary as his wife and he named the infant Jesus. And when the angel commanded him to flee to Egypt, Joseph left family, friends, and livelihood to protect his family. Like any of us, Joseph was still a man who had plans and dreams of his own. When he'd originally asked Mary to be his wife, those plans likely did not include raising an illegitimate child and running away from authorities. And yet when the moments of decision came to Joseph, he consistently demonstrated his love and obedience through action. Now, Joseph tends to be overlooked in the big story of Christ's birth, but his humble willingness to yield to God's instruction in the midst of extraordinary circumstances should draw more attention. Like many of us, Joseph does not resemble a superhero or a powerful person of high visibility or influence. He's simply described as righteous, meaning he strives to love God with his whole being and to love his neighbors as himself. Before the arrival of Jesus, he has no reason to expect that his life with Mary would be any different than the generations who had gone on before. She would come and live with his family. They'd have children, and they'd continue in the faith and practices that they had inherited from generations past. And there is a beauty in the simplicity of everyday life, of following patterns, and moving forward in familiar, predictable ways. But it can also grow mundane, monotonous, and even discouraging. Did Joseph ever wonder about the meaning or purpose of his life? At times, we too may wonder why we're here or if our life has any greater purpose, if what we do in the day today connects with the great story we know in Jesus. 
Are we experiencing the full life Christ offers or merely existing? Sometimes it feels as though things never change. It's the same loads of laundry, the same commute, the same getting by till the next vacation, the same family conflicts. Deep within us, there is a desire to know that we matter, that we have a purpose, and that we are part of something greater than ourselves. But because we don't see all that God sees and we aren't aware of his full movements in, through, and all around us, we just, we don't know. The brief accounts we have of Joseph, though, remind us God does indeed work through ordinary people and the normal flow of life. Whether he knew it or not, Joseph played a critical role in the greatest story the world has ever known. A small-town carpenter was integral to the event that restored humanity's fractured relationship with God. Hebrews 2 tells us Jesus shared in our humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. But for Jesus to accomplish salvation for his people, he had to survive long enough to fulfill his journey to the cross. Had Mary been stoned to death for adultery, or had Herod been successful in his desire to kill Jesus, his life would have ended before it even started. The person who stood between life and death when Jesus was most vulnerable was Joseph. God called Joseph to sacrifice his reputation, his home, his livelihood, his friendships to deliver Jesus so that Jesus might one day deliver us. Little more is known of Joseph beyond these moments as he vanishes from the Gospels after a 12-year-old Jesus is forgotten at the temple. It is assumed that he passed away and perhaps did not witness the salvation that his actions helped to bring about. But Joseph's legacy remains one of quiet, steadfast faith, trusting that every risk he took or in every loss that he sustained was not meaningless in God's hands. The scope of his place and God's plan may have been beyond him, but there is no doubt that his faithful actions echo throughout eternity for his sacrificial service to the one who came to make all things new. Like Joseph, we cannot see all that God accomplishes, but we trust that he calls us to help restore Christ's rule throughout creation. In great or modest ways, God speaks uniquely to each of us, calling us to yield to the purposes to which we've been called. We're not asked to adopt and raise our Savior, but we are called to care for the children of God at all ages and stages. While travelers from the East may not appear on our doorstep, people in need of shelter, material needs, medical attention, or peace move us to compassionate and merciful action. And though a violent king may not call for a slaughter of innocence, protection of the vulnerable and preservation of life at all stages grounds us in who we are as believers in Christ. Every choice, even a simple conversation or intentional act of kindness to a stranger, advances Christ's rule in this world. Though such faithful obedience may be costly, though it may be inconvenient or not quite fit in with our plans, we trust that God uses our every moment 
for the good of our own souls and for the growth of his kingdom. In his Narnia series, C.S. Lewis wrote that if you do one good deed, your reward usually is to be set to do another and harder and better one. When we pursue deeper truth in the Lord, leading into his will and growing in obedience, he entrusts us with more to steward in his plan of redemption. Remember, he trusted his own son to a modest man that the world considered insignificant. The same possibilities rest before us too, as humble servants and children of our King. Wherever we find ourselves on this New Year's Day, either relieved at the predictability of routine or daunted by the stretch of ordinary days ahead, remember that God works through each of us to accomplish his saving work in the world. In big and small acts of righteous love for God and neighbor, Christ's kingdom grows, giving eternal meaning and purpose to all who follow him. Hold fast to this truth, and may we, like Joseph, hear God's call and respond with open trust and joy. Alleluia. Amen. Amen.